gosh, okay. I don't even know what happened. It's like I wake up at 4 a.m., I like rat claw tap on the computer, and then boom, I'm here in the closet. A show's written. Where did it come from? I don't know. I hope it's good. Oh, I gotta get my sidekick, Little Buddy. It's embarrassing. I now sleep with Little Buddy. I mean, he sleeps by my head. It's pathetic. But let me go get him. Just laying in bed all day, little buddy. We got a show to do. just knocked my Black Sabbath framed record off the wall and it hit my ankle. <sighs> Little buddy, you're about to get cut. Okay, here we are. Another gripping and entertaining current events. Current events. The breakdown of our show is current events. The Conspiracy Section. Boy, is it intense this week. I'm telling you, it's like a tornado came through my room. What we're watching and doing, then wrapping up the show with announcements and shoutouts. Simple, simple, plain Jane, baby. Okay, let's just get right into the show. All right, little buddy, help me. Oh yeah, this is the reason why we're doing the show. Kristen Stewart to play Princess Diana in upcoming film. Thank you to this story for getting me out of bed. Kristen Stewart has been cast as Princess Diana in Pablo Lorraine's film, Spencer. Set in the early 90s, oh my love. The film will cover a critical weekend when Princess Diana decided her marriage to Prince Charles wasn't working out. Yes, yes. Pablo Lorraine said, quote, Kristen is one of the great actors around today. 
To do this well, you need something very important in film, which is mystery. Kristen can be many things, and she can be very mysterious and very fragile, and ultimately very strong as well, which is what we need. The combination of those elements made me think of her. Wow. Man, imagine somebody saying that about you. That's pretty spectacular. Interesting. He continued, quote, The way she responded to the script and how she is approaching the character is very beautiful to see. I think she's going to do something stunning and intriguing at the same time. She is this force of nature. Interesting. Man, I cannot wait for this. I've been waiting to read that. Okay, awesome. Okay, quickly, here's Princess Diana talking a little bit about her experience within the royal family. I don't think many people would want me to be queen. Actually, when I say many people, I mean the establishment that I'm married into. They see me as a, a threat of some kind. And I'm here to do good. Not a dis I'm not a destructive person. Why do they see you as a threat? I think every strong woman in history has had to walk down a similar path. And I think it's the strength that causes the confusion and the fear. Why is she strong? Where does she get it from? Where is she taking it? Where is she going to use it? Very interesting. Oh yeah, okay, I thought you guys would like this. Okay, Ma loves Princess Di, right? Like, I could say most baby boomers, right? I don't know, I don't wanna group anybody into anything. I know my mom really loves the royals and this and that and they're perfect and I mean, she's woke on many, many factors, but, you know, it's tradition. Like, let her, I'll let her have the royals. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, some things are, like, off limits to infiltrate with truth. But I kind of like it, too. It's really all interesting. Anyways, uh, Mom does not like Kristen Stewart at all. And the reason why she doesn't like Kristen Stewart is because Kristen Stewart never smiles. And interestingly enough, I really like Kristen Stewart because she never smiles. Like, that's really, truly, like, what draws me to her. Here's me telling Mom that Kristen Stewart is playing Princess Diana, who she loves Princess Diana and hates Kristen Stewart. Um, Mom, there's a new uh, movie that's going to be filmed soon, and it's a pretty serious thing on Princess Diana. And, yeah, they're gonna. It's a movie, and it's gonna be about her like questioning her marriage to Charles. It's gonna be really intense. You want to know who's playing Princess Diana? Um, yeah. Kristen Stewart. Oh my lord! Miss no personality. <laughs> you don't like that. No, she never smiles. Never smiles. It sucks in the oven. All right, the stuff's in the oven. You heard it. <clears throat> Mom made enchiladas yesterday. Oh my god, they were so good. I threw on two steaks today. Mmm, so good. Alright, moving on. Oh yeah, one last thing on Kristen Stewart. I thought this was interesting. Am I like the last... I didn't know Kristen Stewart was gay. Am I like the last person to know? Or queer, or whatever. I don't want to like box her into some sexuality. I, I had no idea. Here she is, uh, not too long ago on the Howard Stern Show, talking about her girlfriend, screenwriter, Dylan Meyer. This is interesting. I expect you to be married soon. Are you in love right now? Yeah. You are? Like, like, yeah. I mean, the answer is yes. Will you propose? Absolutely. When? 
I can't fucking wait. Really? Yeah, I don't this know. This is big. I, yeah, I want to be like sort of somewhat reasonable about it, but I think like good things happen fast and yeah. Propose. <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, yeah, yeah. I mean like, look, what let, will me, you let say? me put it this way. Will you get down on one knee in traditional uh, pro- uh, proposition? No, I can't say right now because she'll find out. Have you told her you want to marry her? Mm-hmm. You have. I also know exact. I have a couple plans that are like the just the coolest things to do that like I don't think it'd be it's pretty undeniable. I'm I'm really impulsive. Like I don't know when that's gonna be, but the first time I told her that I loved her, we were like sitting in this random bar. It only been like I had like I've known her for like six years, but we started like seeing each other. It was like two weeks in, but it was like. It was literally like the day that I met her. It was it, like all bets were off. You mean you were friends for a while, like for I many met years? Her, I met her years ago on a movie and I hadn't seen her in six years. And then she like rocked up at a friend's birthday party. And I was like, where have you been and how have I not known you? She's been like living in L.A. It alongside my life somehow, <laughs> but not ever converging. And so, yeah, the first time I told her I loved her, I was just like, it was, like, really late, and we were in some, like, shitty bar, and her friends were there or whatever, and they, like, walked out, and I was just like, oh, man, I'm so fucking in love with you. Like, done. Just like that. And Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, like, a thing. And it also it was, like, so obvious. Like, it just Isn't is. not hot? Yeah, it's sick. I'm sure that that's how it'll happen. Although I do have, like, a really good idea. We're both from L.A., and we, like, really love L.A., and we're both kind of, like, scumbags. Like, we both felt like trolls as kids. We're, like, so similar but different. She's a writer. She's brilliant. Like, um... But I, I have this, like, really cool thing that I'm going to do that I want to tell you, but I just can't. Oh, you got it coming. All right, moving on. Just keep it going. Full swing. You know it and love it. The conspiracy section. Okay, quickly. Sorry, I just want to do this quick reminder because the show is really getting a lot of new listeners. So I just want to do this briefly so nobody gets any preconceived notions and doesn't want to listen or whatever. This is your friendly reminder that politically, I am not left, I am not right, I am not center, okay? This is not a political show at all. Just saying that because as you regular listeners know, that in the media evidence and victim testimony and so on can get politicized so politicized that if you mention certain things it immediately boom leads you to believe certain things right because that's how the media brainwashes us right they politicize evidence and discredit evidence to help hide the truth So let's dive right into that conspiracy section. This is like really weird. (laughs) This is one of those stories where I'm like, okay, I don't know what's up at all. Here's something that came up. What do you guys think about it? A strange and unusual picture in the background of a selfie taken by Jennifer Lopez. This happened maybe a couple, three weeks ago. 
it kind of got lost in my shuffle of conspiracy and so we're pulling it out now okay let me describe to you the picture quickly if you can google image search it jennifer lopez workout picture background i don't know that will probably get you to it okay it's jennifer lopez and she's posing she just did a workout like she's wearing like workout gear or whatever she's sweating anyways in the background of the picture near the lower left corner there is what seems to be either a person or a piece of art a picture something and it looks like a male's face and they look very very scared almost terrified and there seems to be a hand or something over this person's mouth like maybe like they're getting kidnapped or assaulted or just some type of weird thing and uh her social media started blowing up people were calling her like illuminati and call you know being like what's in the background and and it started blowing up on uh, twitter so take a look at this picture whenever you can and see what you think This is pretty interesting. I have a clip for you. She, I guess, went on Jimmy Fallon or did a phoner interview with him and explained the whole thing. And there was so much bullshit in the interview. I cut all the bullshit out and has just the the meat and potatoes. Okay, here we go. Jennifer Lopez doing a Skype interview with Jimmy Fallon. And the purpose of the interview seemed to be explaining this away, although they did do like three minutes of like some bullshit. Here we go. Uh, there was a whole thing that went on on Instagram because you posted a photo of you in the gym. In the corner of your thing, people were frightened because there was a man behind you in a window with his mouth, a hand over his mouth. Like- that was a Zoom. So imagine, you know, I'm back there working out because where we have the Zoom set up is right by our garage. And we didn't have a gym in the house. So we just got a bunch of like, we got a bench and a few weights. And I have my rehearsal mirrors back there for dance rehearsal, which I always did in the house, in the garage. And so now- There's a man behind you like this. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what he was doing, if he was sneezing or coughing, but it was just like- (laughs) Who who was it? Somebody, it was some real estate guy that Alex was on Zoom with. I don't know. Um, But yeah, but we've been working out a lot. So there you go. J-Lo and A-Rod working out a lot. Okay, let's keep it moving. The conspiracy section. What's been happening in Hollywood lately? Who knows, right? The Oscars have now been postponed. No filming happening right now in Hollywood because of the COVID-19. Is anything going to come from Harvey Weinstein telling on all of his Hollywood friends? One of my favorite assignments in college was to listen to, analyze, and interpret this song the best we could with what info we were learning at the time about the reality of our society and the corruption of the media. Here's a clip to get us where we need to be right now. Gil Scott Heron's song, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. You will not be able to stay home, brother. 
You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on Skag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on the court from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry R. Women Liberationist and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Okay, I have here a couple short clips of Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky is an American linguist, philosopher, cognitive scientist, and historian, and political activist. He's also a major figure in analytic philosophy and one of the founders of the field of cognitive science and the author of more than 100 books on topics such as linguistics, war, politics, mass media. Okay, I'm in the middle of his documentary called Manufacturing Consent. It's free on YouTube. I'm loving it, but I just wanted to jump in and do this. Uh, I'm going to pick it back up later. It's great. Manufacturing Consent. The film presents and illustrates Chomsky and Herman's propaganda model thesis that corporate media as profit-driven institutions tend to serve and further the agendas and interests of dominant elite groups in the society. Here he is talking a little about some of the content in his book and the documentary Manufacturing Consent. You write in Manufacturing Consent that it's the primary function of the mass media in the United States to mobilize public support for the special interests that dominate the government and the private sector. What are those interests? Well, if you want to understand the way any society works, ours or any other, uh, the first place to look is who makes, who's in a position to make the decisions that determine the way the society functions. Societies differ, but in ours, the major decisions over what happens in the society, decisions over investment and production and distribution and so on, are in the hands of a relatively concentrated network of major corporations and conglomerates and investment firms and so on. They are also the ones who staff the major executive positions in the government, and they're the ones who own the media, and they're the ones who have to be in a position to make the decisions. They have an overwhelmingly dominant role in the way life happens, you know, what's done in the society. The revolution 
will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Here's another clip. My guest today is well-known intellectual Noam Chomsky. When you can't control people by force, and when the voice of the people can be heard, you have this problem. Uh, it may make people so curious and so arrogant that they don't have the humility to submit to a civil rule. And therefore, you have to control what people think. And the standard way to do this is the resort to what in more honest days used to be called propaganda, manufacture of consent. Uh, very few people are going to have the time or the energy or the commitment to carry out the constant battle that's required to get outside of uh, McNeil there or uh, you know, Dan Rather or somebody like that. The easy thing to do, you know, you come home from work, you're tired, you've had a busy day, you know, you're not going to spend the evening carrying out a research project. So you turn on the tube and say it's probably right. You know? So you look at the headlines in the paper and then you watch the sports or something. Because uh, and, and that's that's basically the way the system of indoctrination works. Sure, the other stuff is there, but you're going to have to work to find it. The question is whether privileged elites should dominate mass communication and should use this power as they tell us they must, namely to impose necessary illusions, to manipulate and deceive the stupid majority and remove them from the public arena. The question in brief is whether democracy and freedom are values to be preserved or threats to be avoided. Moving on, the conspiracy section, keep it going. Quickly, I just wanted to talk about just a very few strategies that the media uses to divide us. Quickly, keep it going. If we are divided, we are weak. How has the media divided you? the media divided your family? How has the media divided you from people that you love? Moving on, another strategy quickly. Exaggerate a problem. More problems, more viewers, right? Moving on, gradual strategy. In order to form a certain opinion, to form the opinion of the public, you can publish materials on a topic gradually. This strategy is used to form an image of a person, a product, or of an event. Moving on, another strategy, postponing strategy. To convince people to make hard or unpopular decisions, the media can present them as painful but absolutely necessary. And then they tell people that these decisions need to be made tomorrow, not today. It's okay, not today.
Let's just plant that seed, though. Always have it in the back of your mind. Fear, fear, control. Another strategy the media uses to control us. Create more emotions, less thinking. News and emotions always go together. Emotions don't let you perceive facts critically and objectively. They block the rational part of your mind. This often leads to a distortion of reality. This is the reason why the term information warfare is not forgotten, but is actually often used. Information warfare is the manipulation of information trusted by a target without the target's awareness so that the target will make decisions against their interest, but in the interest of the one conducting the information warfare. We're the target. thing on how the media manipulates us y'all are good for making it this far y'all are the truists keeping people uninformed the media and government can manipulate a society if the society doesn't understand the techniques and this happens due to a lack of education Noam Chomsky thought that access to information was very different for the elite and the ordinary people. Like how our society is set up for the rich to stay rich, the poor to stay poor. Why is the public school system so horrific? Why does it cost so much to go to college? Access information. Why? Okay. Oh yeah, so we're going to wrap up the conspiracy section and ultimately the show. This is pretty interesting. thought you'd find this funny or not funny it's actually really horrific <laughs> but it's uh, I thought you'd find it interesting <laughs> funny is not the word <laughs> okay <laughs> okay I'm feeling silly all right, very, very, very quickly to wrap up the conspiracy section. Here's a very, very, very quick rundown of some significant things that have gone down in the very recent past. Here we go. Boom goes the dynamite. So with what I'm about to say, it's very, very, very important. I know it's so lame. I keep saying it, but we're trying to like undo all that media brainwashing politically I am not left I am not right and I am not center boom here's a list of things that have gone down in the recent past that are interesting and let's wrap it up Prince Harry and Meghan leave the royal family Prince Andrew is now a known pedophile extremely close to Jeffrey Epstein who is a convicted pedophile human sex slave trafficker and supposedly hung himself in prison. WikiLeaks did a huge drop with politicians' emails containing many pedophile code words, indicating that there are many people within the US government with ties to sex trafficking and pedophilia, but because the media tries to cover it up, evidence and victim testimony gets politicized and therefore dismissed or demonized. Harvey Weinstein was finally arrested for sex crimes, and he supposedly gets coronavirus. 
Prince Charles got coronavirus, Tom Hanks, Harvey Weinstein, Chris Cuomo, Justin Trudeau's wife, many celebrities and politicians, internet rumors of certain celebrities seeming to be on house arrest, some with possible ankle monitors, Isaac Cappy, an actor who is now deceased, he supposedly committed suicide. On his social media, he named specific names of famous people who he believed don't know if true at all. <laughs> I don't know if this is true. But he named specific names of people in Hollywood who he believed participated in pedophilia and human trafficking in Hollywood, among other crimes against humanity. Bill Gates is pushing to mandate vaccines. His TED Talk about there being too many people on the planet and we will all die of CO2 poisoning because there's too many people breathing out. Gates owns 15% of the World Health Organization. Look up the Good Club. Certain celebrities are attempting to guide their followers to blindly support Gates and his agenda for mandated COVID-19 vaccines. Remember the One World at Home concert hosted by Lady Gaga? It was a fundraiser for the World Health Organization. Madonna and many other celebrities pushing the Bill Gates agenda. Dozens of the world's most powerful CEOs have stepped down. Why? Microsoft. Remember Bill Gates resigned from Microsoft as well as the company Berkshire Hathaway, who in fact owns Richland Meadows Brick, who then owns Acme Brick. That is then owned by Berkshire Hathaway. And those are the bricks that were showing up at George Floyd protests. We covered that a few weeks ago. It's all on Wikipedia showing who owns what. Look it up. Just a few CEOs that stepped down. And this is before coronavirus, mind you, maybe two months leading up to the coronavirus. Here's just a handful. Disney, MasterCard, Harley-Davidson, T-Mobile, Uber Eats, Hulu, MGM, IBM, LinkedIn, Match.com, Bear, Victoria's Secret. By the end of the year, a total of 1,480 CEOs left their posts. Why? It's before coronavirus. Nothing to see here, though. Keep moving.